0: Y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I'm going to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. This is another worth repeating episode. I especially picked this episode because it stands out in my mind, particularly when it comes to Christmas. It's my conversation with Christy Knuckles back in 2016. And when she and I recorded it, my life was about to change. I was about to hit a really dark, hard season with my mom's breast cancer and my dad becoming ill and passing away at the beginning of the next year. Her words stuck with me and you will hear at the end a fantastic idea. She has a gift that we could give someone if they are going through a hard season, which honestly in a global pandemic, I feel like one thing we all can connect on is that this is hard. There's hope there is hope. And we have been given the gift of that hope. And may we pass on that gift to those around us. All right, let's get right to it. This is my conversation with Christy Knuckles. Here we go. My podcast
1: is called The Glorious and the Mundane. And, and this came from a, a lady that was in my life. This mentor, her name's Terry. She's a songwriter. She has nine children. Oh my God. And I just <laughs> sat with her one day just with tears in my eyes and was just like, how do you do it? Like, how do you have how do you have time with Jesus and accomplish the things that are on your to-do list? And she was like, you have to invite the glorious into the mundane. Mm -hmm. And so she's, I spend time with the Lord on the laundry room floor and I pick up their socks and pray for where their feet are going to take them. And I pick up their underwear and pray for their purity. (laughs) (laughs) And once I grasp that concept that it's Really, it's praying without ceasing, and so I, it's that verse. It's like, well, really, what does that mean? Obviously, we can't walk around all day with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. So it's, as soon as I get in the car, it's a, it's an ongoing conversation. Even just yesterday, I got in the car and it was like, okay, Jesus, I have this fifteen minutes, so I invite you into my day right now, mm. and I just invite you, Holy Spirit, to speak to me all day long, speak to me through things and experiences and through my kids. And it's this open dialogue all day long. And it it basically, I'm always aware, not every single day, obviously, like you said, I mean, there's days that I have to constantly go back to the bullseye, you know, (laughs) and really reorient my heart and my mind. It's the renewing of your mind. But really it's, yes, I do take moments all throughout the day where I might, I'll sit down and read. And I do have those moments, especially now that the kids are a little bit older and they're doing school and often I'm reading scripture and I'm studying. and But often too, it's just, I've told a lot of young moms recently, get like a pack of Bible verses and just grab one for the day. Meditate on it all day long. Sing it, like just pray it, sing it think on it. It is, it can be that simple. I think the thing is Jesus just wants our heart and he wants a relationship with us. And he wants that pray without ceasing kind of day where it's just open dialogue. And my kids have heard me pray out loud before, like, just Jesus, give me patience beyond (laughs) what I'm capable of right now. (laughs) I Uh, used to pray all the time when they were little. So Jesus, give me patience
0: (laughs) beyond what i'm capable of <laughs> beyond supernatural right now yeah right now exactly do you listen to worship music in your house
1: are Our- we have an issue with not being able to play music in our
0: house. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing like yeah. the callers kids go without shoes. So do the worship. It's Part of it,
1: honestly, is that our, our setup isn't great. We don't have a CD player. We just now got our um, little inner wiring thing in our house fixed where we can start listening to Christmas music. Nathan just did the Christmas music thing the other day so that we can enjoy it throughout the season. But you know what? Part of it is that it's like, Sometimes when we listen to it, Nathan's he's like, This is too close. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I'm, he's like, starts working in his yeah. mind because he's a producer. So, what I I find that we, the girls will listen to things like we love Ellie Holcomb, things that it, it's pretty much like listening to straight scripture Ellie CDs and it's folky and we love things like that. And of course, we find we have so many friends who are worship leaders who make records. So our kids think that everyone makes records. (laughs) So (laughs) if they met you, they would just think that you make records. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't, you don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So we, we often all listen to friends that we know, like this is Matt's record. And so it's neat, but yeah, we do.
0: And so for some moms that might be their way to get back Into the heart of even this season coming up when it can feel really the hustle and the bustle. And I know as you were preparing this new album, Thrill of Hope, you said you picture someone in their car driving Mm -hmm. and maybe the traffic lights, but all the twinkle lights in the trees around them. And then they're moved by the Holy Spirit that I'm going to quote you to you. They're moved by the Holy Spirit that our King has come, that he is with us now, and he is making all things new again. And that is the thrill of hope. So good. And you have filled this album, not just with our favorites, <laughs> Holy Night and Joy to the World and "O oh Come, O oh Come, Emmanuel and Hark the Herald Angels Sing, but you've created your own songs and blended and mashed up some songs. Mm-hmm. Which one is your favorite on the album? If you had to pick, I know it's picking a yeah. favorite child, but. I hard. know it's hard. I would definitely have to go with Amarillo. Okay. I was going to um,
1: bring that one up. That's a
0: great song.
1: That's a great song.
0: So tell me tell everyone the inspiration behind that.
1: Yeah. My sister-in-law, who's actually a dear friend of mine, she gave me an amaryllis bulb for my birthday, which this is my birthday week. It's the 17th of November. And and she had given me this letter with this little amaryllis bulb. And it said the letter was titled Amaryllis Prayers. And She began to go through—she knew exactly what season I was in. This was a couple of years ago, and it was when we knew God was stirring us to move from Atlanta back to Tennessee, and we were grieving the ending of a season and some loss there. And she knew right where I was, and she talked about how an amaryllis bulb, it blooms in the winter, it's a winter house plant, a house bloom, and and she talked about how the amaryllis doesn't wait for the warmth of spring, but that it pushes through the hardness and the cold of winter, and it blooms in winter even still. And so she said, these are, are the kinds of prayers that we're praying for you in this season that even though all around you might seem cold and harsh and not conducive for growth, that you would still, like the Amaryllis, push through the hardness of the soil and in, in the bleak of winter and that you would bloom just like Jesus did. And so I knew immediately that this was going to someday be a song, like right when I read this letter. And so I ended up making her a co-writer on the song because I pulled direct lines from her letter, which is the bridge of the song. it says, there are the rare and beautiful treasures that grow when it's coldest, when nobody's watching, sending a message to a sleeping world that you are here with us now, you are making all things new again. And so I created this song and surprised her with it this summer by letting her hear it. And it was just this precious time of like her championing me during a really hard season and knowing that and trusting that God was going to use it to champion so many people that are going through something similar. And Christmas can be a really hard time for people and yeah. some some yeah. people a lonely time for people who've lost loved ones and are maybe going through a really hard season and everything around you is twinkly and merry, and you don't feel so twinkly and merry on the inside. Mm. But so I took the song and likened Jesus to this Amaryllis, how he came when conditions were not fair and he came in a winter and in a silence that the world had never known. And then the second verse, we're the Amaryllis and we can grow and bloom in the winter because of his life in us. So
0: that's the Amaryllis song. So good. I'm goosebumps. I'm picturing, I have, I went to four funerals in August and I'm picturing all the friends and family that have lost loved ones this year. And what a great tangible gift of hope to give them because mm-hmm. you're right. That first holiday season without that loved one is tough. It is mm-hmm. tough. There's different waves of grief and those other seasons, maybe a spouse left, maybe that child you've been waiting for, the infertility struggle is real and seeing a baby, Jesus babies are everywhere. And it's I another reminder. And when is my hope going to come and, and right. to be given that, press through message, press on. I heard Christine Kane this past weekend. That was her. <laughs> she can jump around a stage. She's got a lot of energy, but uh-huh. she, she was just encouraging everyone that even then the hardest things we can press on through. It doesn't mean move on and leave the pain behind. You can take it with you and he's able to carry it with you and go to the next thing.
1: Cause mm-hmm. he is,
0: he's always making it new. He's always got yeah. something for us on the other side even if it feels hopeless and dark. Mm-hmm. And I loved yeah. your line. I'm going through a winter of my own. Could it at least snow?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> How many
1: times have you thought that? If it's going to be this cold,
0: can it just, can we just have snow? So <laughs> yes. Yes. At least snow is magical. At least it rings magic. Right. And that's that line from what? Narnia, right? Yeah. It was the winters with no Christmas. That there's yeah. no, no Christmas. Okay. And any other songs that, you want to share stories of?
1: Probably another one of my favorites is called Wrap This One Up. Mm-hmm. And it started out in my mind as Jesus is the greatest gift. And I thought about a gift being wrapped up. and mm-hmm. But I knew that wasn't it. And often that's how songwriting goes. It's you get this first little idea and then it just keeps unfolding. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading at the time a lot of Jewish writings and things about shepherds who raise the lambs for temple sacrifices. So I've learned through studying up on this, and it all started probably two or three years ago, actually, Louis Giglio, our pastor from Atlanta, preached a message on all of this about shepherds who would have been under the care of the priest that were, they had a very special way that they cared for the lambs that were meant for sacrifice. Mm. And as I studied up on it, of course, you start finding these treasures that it's like God leaves us if you're willing to take the breadcrumbs and go down that trail. (laughs) And I started uncovering all of this, of course, beautiful imagery that Jesus was the Lamb of God and this one true sacrifice that would pay for our sin for, for all time. And there was never have to be another lamb. He was the lamb. He's the one. And so I started thinking of this um, chorus, wrap this one up. And of course, I thought of Mary swaddling him. And then as I started researching, it's crazy, but the, there are many writings that say that these shepherds who would keep these lambs for sacrifice, and only the lambs in Bethlehem were known for this. So if you said Bethlehem, let's go to Bethlehem, you would know that all the surrounding sheep in that area, in just Bethlehem, those were raised for sacrifice. Mm. And so the shepherds in that area would have been the ones who kept watch over these particular sheep. And when the when a, when a male lamb was born, those were for sacrifice. The female lambs were a peace offering, but the male spotless, and it had to be spotless, was for the sacrifice, for for sin. And, of course, there were many of them that would have to go all the time. They mm-hmm. were constantly raising them up. And so when a spotless male was born, they actually... There was a swaddling technique that the shepherds would have to do in order to keep the lamb calm from thrashing around so that they could inspect the lamb because mm-hmm. it had to be without blemish. And so you think about, so that this whole first verse is, you're in the story of the shepherd and he's preparing this spotless lamb once again to go for the sacrifice. He'll join the others and he'll pay the price. So mm-hmm. it's wrapped this one up and you imagine these shepherds wrapping up this little lamb and then of course you go to Mary and the birth and she's swaddling Jesus and there's this correlation of when the angels appeared to those shepherds it said they said to them this will be a sign to you that you'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes oh and there's many scholars that will say that actually triggered in their brains the shepherds knew exactly what this meant, that He's the Lamb, that He's the Lamb of God. So it would have signified to them, this is a sign to you, to shepherds, that He's going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes. And in their minds, many scholars say that would have immediately triggered their joy because Mm -hmm. they would know that this is the one that's been told, we've been told that He's coming. And then, of course, the end, we go all the way to the cross and then the tomb and There's this, the last chorus is wrap this one up and you're Mm -hmm. in the tomb. He is the lamb without blemish, wrap this one up. He paid the price and it is finished. And then I actually go there on a Christmas record to the resurrection. Fabulous. (laughs) This is death would have no sting. He rose in victory. Hallelujah to to the king. And then it goes into the traditional Gloria in Excelsius Deo from Angels We Have Heard on High. So it's a whole story. It's 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 a story that you can get lost in. I've had a lot of people comment on that one saying, I don't know what it is, but I ugly cry every time I hear that one I'm covered in goosebumps. Christy, you're good yeah. at this. Oh, thank <laughs> oh you. my it's, yeah, goodness. It's just one that I I just treasured Jesus so much in the writing of that. And even when I sang it, I would have to be like Nathan hurry up because I I don't know if I can make it through this verse (laughs) as we were singing it because I would be choked up and I didn't want to start bawling and not be able to sing. And (laughs) (sighs) So it's just one that's near and dear for sure.
0: You know what hit me too, as you were telling the story was picturing those shepherds. I'm going to get choked up saying it all of the scholars and the religious that missed him. And it was the simple shepherds that were not really highly valued. They weren't educated They were tough, rough around the edges, and because of their dailiness and their job that God had given them, they recognized, "Yeah, here he is, this is him, this is special. Of course, there was the angels telling him, too. Like you said, that phrase meant a lot to them in their dailiness, and so I think even moms in our dailiness, I think we can think... Oh, this doesn't matter. I need to be out doing something that matters. It's super important. Or like you said, I need to do the two-hour Bible study. If you do your dailyness, you're going to see the hand. You're going to get to be the hands and feet in Jesus to your kids. You're going to recognize love. Jesus said the kingdom belongs to these, these children that you're with and the joy they're going to see on their faces this season and the anticipation that they have. That is Mm -hmm. what God longs for us, that we would be as thrilled has hope-filled as our kids. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Christy, thank you for being here. This is so fun. This is so Thank you for having me. Okay, so where can they find you online? You mentioned the podcast. Tell people those two things first.
1: Yes. It's com. You can actually find um, the podcast there, or it's on your podcast app on your phone. You can search The Glorious and The Mundane.
0: Thank you for being with us today. We really... Appreciate the pep talk and the inspiration. And those are some fabulous stories. I'm going to go listen to that song right now. Thank (laughs) you so much. Thank you, Christy. Have a fabulous Christmas. You too. I appreciate it so much.
1: Thank you for your time. Of course. Adios.
0: Bye. Bye. Okay. A couple things before I sign off, I wanted to go back and highlight Christy's tips on how to say God-centered as busy moms. I loved her idea to meditate on a verse. Pick a verse. I think I'm going to repeat to y'all her Psalm 37 verse, and maybe that can be what you dwell on today. It says, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. He's going to give you the desires. And commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act he will bring forth your righteousness as a light and your justice as the noon day. And the next verse, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. So be still before God and wait for him. He is working That's Psalm 37, four through seven. I also loved her idea to invite the Holy Spirit into your day. If you just have a second, you get in your car and you're praying, that would be great. Also, the breath prayer, Lord, give me patience beyond what I'm capable of. That's a pretty good one. And I wanted to let you know uh, her song, Emeralds. I uh, love that idea of encouraging those who are going through a hard time. I was at Trader Joe's and I saw they have... Amaryllis bulbs and they were almost blooming at my Trader Joe's. So I went and I took the lyrics from Christy's song and I printed them off, made them look cute and gave the potted bulb to a friend with those lyrics. I just think that would be an easy but very meaningful thing to give someone who's going through a rough time this winter. And if y'all want a copy of those lyrics on that one page, I'm gonna put a link to it in the show notes. You can find over on Don't Mom Alone or wherever you're listening, your podcast app that you're listening on. Also, wanna invite you uh, to join us as a Don't Mom Alone insider. If you go to Patreon.com. Forward slash don't mom alone. You There's two options. One is a cheerleader, which we love our cheerleaders. They help keep the show going. And then we have the don't mom alone insiders. And part of that going into 2021 is where my husband Bruce, who's a strengths finder coach, strength finders a way to figure out how God's wired you and to maximize those strengths instead of trying to be someone that you're not. So he's going to give us the 101 on finders. We're going to also talk through in February how it impacts marriage and parenting. And we're going to go into how it impacts uh, your careers or how you spend your time, where you put your energy, all of that coming up in 2021. So I'd love for you to join us. There's already some great content there from this fall and videos and live chats we've had. Go to patreon.com forward slash don'tmomalone if you want to join us. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. Every Christmas card that's coming in is like, 2020, what a crazy year. Yes, (laughs) we've got it. But I know that you all have been holding down the forts where you are and moms. I hope you bought yourself a present. I hope you know that God is so with you. I keep saying that every week. May you feel his presence surrounding you today. Thanks for joining me. Have a very Merry Christmas. Adios.